0: Hey, this is JB. Hey, this is Kyle. Hi. We're in a band called Tenacious D, and you're listening to WMNF Tampa.
1: The opinions presented on the Healthy Steps show are the evidence-based opinions of Dr. Fred Harvey, the callers, and his guests. These are not the opinions of the staff, the volunteers, or the board of WMNF. The information provided on the show is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. There is no implied patient-physician relationship in these calls. The nature of the calls is educational and informational only. Good morning and howdy-doody to
2: you, my steadfast friend out there in the vast beyond. And welcome to the Healthy Steps radio show here on WMNF Tampa. I'm not very big on cliches, so I tend to avoid them like the plague. But recently, I was reminded of an oldie but goodie from Sir Elton John. His song... Sorry is the hardest thing to say. And it had me thinking that maybe that's good, maybe that's close, but I think that I love you is definitely harder to say to someone. And I challenge you to prove me wrong. All you have to do is tell someone today that you love them. I'll start. Who loves you, baby? I love you. Uh My next challenge for you, my friend is to call in to the Healthy Steps radio show. Today is Ask Me Anything Monday. And it depends on your questions, comments, and concerns. So let's keep my favorite phone commander, Irene, busy this morning. Just give us a call at 813-239-9663. Or you can send an email to dj at WMNF.org. You can also text us at 813 813- four three three zero eight eight five. Good morning to you, Dr. Harvey. I hope that you had a spectacular weekend and that life rewarded you with some of her bounty, and that you are now ready to guide us through another AMA Monday. I've already leached too much time on my wind up, <laughs> so why don't you take it from here, Dr. Fred, and launch this show. Thank you, Bill.
1: Time for takeoff. Are y'all ready? We certainly are. Speaking on behalf of everyone. I love you all. I'm so glad you tuned in today. We're going to have a good show. Um, I wanted to start off by mentioning that um, I am going to do a uh, webinar Zoom class on functional medicine. I want to start a series of these, um, starting with functional medicine, what it is and why we need it and move on through from there to detox and cardiovascular and cancer and all kinds of other interesting topics, um, hopefully at a rate of one a month or one every six weeks. But mid-June, Keep watching the uh, WMNF feed for the Healthy Step show. We'll put a button up there for you to click in and register. It will be limited. I think this is my first time doing a Zoom conference, so we're going to keep it limited to 100, I think. Hopefully, we'll get 100 to sign up. It'll be quite an event. Um, <clears throat> in any event, uh, yes, functional medicine, what it is and why we need it. That will be the topic for my first uh, Zoom webinar. And uh, yes, I'm inviting you all to actually um, uh, text or email the DJ today and let us know. Um, I'm thinking 11 o'clock is a good time, possibly 4 o'clock. Give us some opinions about what's a good time for y'all to come listen to a really cool show. So I just read something um, in the news that um, one of the most insightful journalists of the last uh, decade or so, um, Christiana Amanpour, um, She's done some great, uh, um, uh, insightful, uh, deep-dive reporting on injustices around the planet. And she is dealing with a personal injustice. She's fighting ovarian cancer. And today is World Ovarian Cancer Day. And ovarian cancer is stealthy. And ovarian cancer is um, deadly if we don't get it early. Uh, It's often called the silent killer because it's usually asymptomatic until it gets advanced. So some things to think about. Um, if you're experiencing bloating, abdominal pain or pressure, um, feeling full quickly, having urinary changes, urgency, frequency, fatigue, changes in bowel habits, low back pain, um, it might be something like that. So a gynecologic visit is in order because early stage ovarian cancer, five-year survival is greater than 90%. Now, ovarian cancer is not as frequently seen in women as breast cancer, or even the world's biggest killer of all humans, cardiovascular disease. One in 78 women will be affected by ovarian cancer. And I think it's one in 30 will be affected by uh, uh, breast cancer and one in three will be affected by heart disease. So to put it in perspective, it's bad. It's not a frequent occurrence, but it's there. Things that you can do to help prevent early in life, um, um, up to, I think, 25 or 30, I think use of birth control pills for a few years actually changes the risk of developing uh, ovarian cancer. Uh, But a more natural approach is to actually have a child before 25. It will actually reduce your risk of breast cancer and ovarian cancer. Uh, regular gynecologic checks actually may help because you might actually see something there. But um, So really, it's treatable early. It's treatable later, too. And um, remember, functional medicine is the way to clean up your body so you don't get affected by things like cancer. So you want to be doing the um, uh, smart living, like eating a plant-based diet, um, avoiding uh, uh Pesticides, toxins of any kind. Exercise regularly. Drink lots of water and get sleep, and you'll be actually reducing your risk of cancer. And um, speaking about uh, reducing your risk, <clears throat> as you know, I'm really a anti toxin warrior, and I really don't like the fact that we keep seeing more and more of it. Uh, volume 119, June 2023, Journal of Food Composition and Analysis uh, article. Toxic metals and essential elements, contents in commercially available fruit juices and other non-alcoholic beverages from the United States. This group took um, 60 uh, beverages off the shelf in New Orleans, Louisiana. They looked at single fruit juice, mixed fruit juice, plant-based milk, artificial uh, sweetened sodas, and um, <clears throat> tea, the uh, bottled teas. And what they found out was that um, there are uh, significant amounts of toxicity in two specific subgroups. And one of them is going to be really shocking for this audience, plant-based milks, some of the highest concentrations of toxic metals, including selenium, arsenic, strontium, cadmium, boron, manganese, and nickel. We don't want these in our food and so um also mixed fruit juices those little vac packs you poison the kids with at lunch definitely something to throw out right now high concentrations and think about the size of a kid's body even though we might be able to tolerate a little bit they can tolerate a lot less because they get toxic faster so um it's time to stop drinking bottled beverages because they're swill if you want your plant based milk. Get some almonds or some walnuts or some cashews and spin them up in the blender. Filter out the um, solids and you've got plant milk. That's the best way to do it. You know what's in it then. Your filtered water and your organic raw nuts. So I don't have a problem with drinking those kinds of beverages, but just not out of a commercial plastic bottle, which is adding to the toxicity. Because every time you drink from one of those plastic bottles, you are drinking microplastics. Not a good thing. So the uh, the, the key here is. Eliminate the source, so you don't have to detox. This is a real fundamental concept in functional medicine. Eliminate the source is the first thing. You know, if you keep toxifying, you're never going to get ahead of it. I took care of a guy, one of my favorite patients, um, an irascible little guy. Um, he started as a carpet salesman in the Lower East Side of of, of Manhattan, and built himself into a multi million dollar hedge fund operator. But um, he had a problem with mercury. High mercury, and he went to all these highfalutin fundraisers, and they always served either steak, which he wouldn't eat because he had cardiovascular disease, or tuna. So he ate like these fat, mercury-filled sushi tuna steaks like weekly. And for eight years, a doctor in, in Massachusetts and a, and me, we we shared him and we tried to get his mercury down. It took eight years to get the mercury down. And finally, when it got down to uh, a rational level, uh, close to normal, his psoriasis went away. Pretty amazing. So I just want to remind everybody that this is WMNF 88.5 Tampa. It certainly is. And we welcome people to participate
2: in the Healthy Steps radio show by just giving us a call at 813-239-9663. Or continue sending your emails to DJ at WMNF.org or text us at 813-433-0885. And we do have a couple of callers already in line. I've got Greg, Eva, and Cindy. So let's get started with Greg. Good morning to you there, Greg.
3: Good day.
2: Hey. Uh,
4: what what about the intake of drinking Insure daily?
1: I'm sorry?
4: Insure, the supplement Insure daily.
1: Yeah, that's a packaged poison. Um, it's got a lot of uh, sugar and... Um, uh, other things in it now they've cleaned it up a bit i think they have less artificial things in it but basically it's chemical swill um you can actually buy um, um much higher quality um nutrition um, at any health food store okay thank you you're so welcome always good
2: to get something from greg there hope let's go to um eva she has a uh, cancer treatments question good morning eva
0: Hi, can you hear me okay? Yes, hi, Eva. Hi. Um, A few weeks ago, I heard you give some recommendations to a person who was concerned about some, you know, fairly routine squamous cell skin cancer. Um, You know, uh, after treatment, she had had some full surgery. You know, you did a great job of, you know, kind of a late, you know, great worries and all. You gave some good recommendations about including extract, and uh, a few other things that I, I knew of, heard of, but my brother, who's under 60, has a stage 3.5, possibly 4, laryngeal tumor that he has resisted having surgically removed. He's, he's been diagnosed a year, or, closer to two years. He's been around a very caustic of radiation and chemotherapy right now. He seems to be holding on uh, Keytruda treatment, and I realize this is very specialized, you know, uh, you may or information, whatever, um, yes. but he, uh, you know, he went through a terrible bout of pneumonia and almost died, a big, regular size man, you know, 5'10", went down to 95 pounds, you know, his oxygen levels went way down, I was afraid he died in my car on the way to the hospital, you know? But he got through all of that, and he's strong, very mindful, of willing himself to live, you know, mm-hmm. doing his best each day. And yes. I've really learned a lot about watching, you know, what someone with cancer has to go through. But yes. where and whom, or how can we get some very good recommendations, like I feel would be appropriate, like one day the ones you gave the lady What the heck can he take, do you that might uh, send this cancer
1: grip. So this Yes. Lives. So um, you're you're dealing with a, a very different thing from a a superficial squamous cell that's not metastasized. So when you get to a stage three four, um, you're looking at a very aggressive tumor, and. Right. The thing is, squamous cell is the tumor that does respond to that medication, Keytruda. Um, The caution with Keytruda is anybody who's had an autoimmune disease is it's contraindicated in. I've already had one uh, very special person very close to me who chose to use Keytruda, um, but she really didn't want to admit that she had a prior colitis problem. And actually, Keytruda induced the colitis, which... Um, caused um, a significant deterioration. So if there's any kind of prior autoimmune problem, I would avoid that. But for somebody who's already gone through radiation and chemotherapy, and if they've not been to a functional medicine doctor for rebuilding, then the first thing to do is actually help rebuild the system because the system naturally wants to help control these things like cancer. So functional medicine helps you transform the body the mind the spirit helps you move from one frequency low frequency that provides a, an opportunity in a and a rich fertile ground in which cancer can proliferate and change that frequency so that the cancer is not actually welcome in that territory and that takes a lot of work but it can be highly effective with intravenous treatments to help build up the nutrition inside because sometimes it's extremely hard for someone with cancer to eat properly and absorb it especially with something like a throat cancer
0: mm-hmm. i believe so, i flipped and worked on organic farms for decades i um you know uh was exposed at a very early age to some natural healing therapies along the lines of natural hygiene and Herbert Shelton and, and all those folks, you know, who really believe in any clean diet or complete body-mind balance. So, you know, I know this isn't exactly that, you know, but uh, people overlook their capacity sometimes to improve or heal or do well. I think we, we get caught up in the modern thing and, oh, take this drug and do this and cut it out of you and this will work fine and everything. And, and he has defied, I mean, you know, expectations as far as doing that. I think he's gone into a real deep place to, to work on himself. Yeah, it
1: sounds like he really has an internal will to live. It sounds like he really wants to do this. So I would find him a local functional medicine doctor near where you live, and and get a good consult, and 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 really start a rebuilding process because that's you, you need rebuilding, especially if he's considering doing another chemo.
0: Right. Well, if I if I contact you, could you help me identify practitioners in the Tampa Brooksville area, to, so that he could work on this?
1: The most effective way to do it would be ifmifredmary.org, Institute okay. for Functional Medicine.org, okay. has a physician finder, practitioner finder. So you can get a lot of data there. And um, you can also um, um, uh, actually just Google locally functional medicine and you'll find it there too. Okay. Well, I really
0: appreciate it. I hope it helps many people. To, to I believe us, it will uh, link, uh, to find people who know what they're doing to advise
1: us. Yeah. Yes. Very good. Good luck. And I hope he does well.
0: Thank you very much.
1: You're so welcome. Yeah. All of our
2: prayers and good energy go on out to him and to Eva. Um, I've got Cindy from Dunedin on the line. Good morning, Cindy.
5: Good morning. How you doing?
1: Great, Cindy. How are you today?
5: I'm always good wonderful i uh my doctor said i had high cholesterol uh, yes. last what's the number last time my uh i have it for the t- uh for ten twenty two and for four twenty so you can see how much it it hadn't risen a lot, but it has okay the okay. First total cholesterol was two o nine and it rose to two forty eight and then my h d l was sixty. And went up to 76, and I know that's good. But my LDL rose from 332 to 158. And I have just started taking the, and I'll spell it, R-O-S-U-V-A statin, Uh
1: huh. Um,
5: and I have 50 milligrams of that. So what do you think?
1: Wait, wait, you have how many milligrams of rosuvastatin?
5: Four, I mean five.
1: Five. Okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. And so they started you on rosuvastatin for a 248 with an LDL of 158. Yeah. And that's not, not inappropriate, but here's the question. Why did you go from November till um, April with a, a an increase of 40 points in your overall cholesterol? Um, what happened? What did you change?
5: I have no idea. Now I'll
1: tell have- you what I think. What? I think you had a toxic exposure. Somebody near you sprayed lots of pesticides. Okay. Because I've seen this happen um, on on a regular basis to people that have – Elevations in HDL cholesterol, a rapid elevation in HDL cholesterol, unless you started running or taking rosuvastatin, that elevation is because HDL cholesterol brings toxins out of the periphery back to the liver for processing. So if you had a pesticide exposure, HDL goes up to remove the pesticides from your vascular system and bring it back to get rid of.
5: Well, it, So I think hard, you had an exposure. Yeah. It would be hard to guess if I was do that. I, you know, because everybody uses uh, pesticides on the. So road. it's
1: not hard to guess. You got exposed by yeah. other any other uh, issue. You you got exposed. So I think what you need is detoxification, and rosuvastatin is not a detox agent. Okay. To a couple things that anybody with an elevated LDL cholesterol can do. Um uh, one other question, did your triglycerides also go up? Oh
5: God, I didn't pull those out.
1: Well, they're really important because oh. if your triglycerides go up, that drives the LDL, and that's usually coming from too much sugar. So if you oh. suddenly started eating more fruit or did anything like that, that could be a source. So my suggestion is you rethink your diet, you th- rethink your exposures, and <clears throat> get on some stuff to help uh, detox. If you start doing fiber before every meal, you'll actually drop your LDL cholesterol and remove the, co- the toxins.
5: Now, You're I'm prob- pretty good on doing fiber. I okay. do... Um- the fiber pills and then in the morning
1: before every meal
5: i don't do it at lunch but i do it for breakfast and dinner and i
1: okay good so you're already on that excellent yeah
5: and then and i started eating um in the morning the i can't think of what it's called the bran that's good with fiber
1: not sure but you started eating bran bran has carbs carbs may drive up your triglycerides is there sugar Uh, added to your bran uh,
5: Fiber, fiber one. So that's not good for me.
1: Um, well, it may not be if it's got a lot of extra carbs. When did you start eating that?
5: Um, about the last month.
1: Well, there you go. It could be actually that fiber one is the one that just raised your um, um, levels. Even though it's a fiber, it may be too many carbs. I don't know what your... um.
5: Yeah, the carbs are 30, but the fiber is 18.
1: Right, right. But a lot of that's actually, um, um, a, uh, um, it's yeah, just
5: the soluble fibers, only one.
1: Yeah. And it's got uh, no added sugars, but it's got 39 grams of carbs. So you've got 20 grams of carbs there that you added every day. Were you eating something different in the morning?
5: Uh, well, this is what I was eating different all the rest Oh,
1: there it is. I see it right there. Oh my God, it's poison. You need to throw this stuff away. I'm reading okay. the ingredient label. It has sucralose in it. Sucralose is a poison. It's chlorinated sugar, and it tastes sweet, so they put it in here to call, cause a disruption in your microbiome. You actually can get diabetes from eating this stuff. This okay. is a diabesogenic diabetes, a food. Throw it away. Okay. Find a better fiber. Okay. There, there's probably your source. I would, I would. Well, if you just started the rosuvastatin, I'm not telling you to change your medications, but this is the cause of your need for a medication. <laughs> now,
5: do you think, do you think what it was before with 209 for my total and 132 for my LDL was that acceptable?
1: Well, if you don't have cardiovascular disease, it's pretty acceptable. But you need to do some work anyway. That's still a little bit high. You can, you can actually clean up your diet a bit. Um. And and so maybe consult with a functional a nutrition and health coach.
5: I eat a pretty well, good diet.
1: Yeah, but your cholesterol is over two hundred, so you maybe need to clean it up some. Maybe you need to actually talk with somebody about the diet. You know, if you have a, a three three visits with a dietitian, it's been proven to actually change your lifestyle. Three visits with a functional medicine or functional nutritional health coach. Yeah, clinical studies. Three visits. They'll help you change your life. I'm
5: I'm writing this down. See, I've had a brain aneurysm, so I have to write things down to make sure.
1: Yeah, keep lists. It's a great thing. Okay,
5: a dietary health coach. A functional
1: nutrition health coach or a dietitian. They can help you fix your diet so you can actually not need statins. All right?
5: Okay, yeah, I'm writing this down. Okay, so a dietitian or a functional medicine.
1: uh... Functional nutrition health coach. Functional Nutrition Health Coach. Great people. I have one that works in my office.
5: Okay, okay. I appreciate it very
1: much. You're welcome, Cindy. Have a great day. Okay, bye. All righty,
2: I've got Michelle and Victoria um, on the line here, but I'm going to give another shout out and let people know that they're listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show here on WMNF Tampa. And the topic today is Ask Me Anything. So it's up to you, and you're encouraged to participate by calling 813-239-9663 or send your emails to dj at wmnf.org or continue texting us at 813-433-0885.
1: Let's go to Michelle. Wait, wait, wait. Before before we go to Michelle, I just want to do one quick email. I love this one. Uh, Thomas asks, uh, good morning. How long... In a ballpark range, does it take to die from rotten teeth if left untreated? That's the best question of the day. I absolutely love it. Thank you, Thomas. <laughs> <Good>. um, <laughs> it could be any time, dude, Anytime, Because, you know, you could suddenly get a festering infection there that could go septic and fill your body up with bacteria and do it fast. But usually it's a chronic degenerative problem because you have this inflammation, and inflammation is the killer. Inflammation is going to tear you down. But actually, tooth rot has been associated with heart attacks. And so you definitely want to get them fixed. Don't let them rot in your head because that's going to cause problems long term. On to Michelle. All right, Michelle, welcome to the show.
4: Hi, uh, good morning. Uh, I was actually just giving a call because um, my son is 12 and he's going through hormonal issues. Um, which is causing depression um, and, and moods and stuff. And right now I'm giving him 50, I think it's 50 milligrams of L-theanine. It's a chewable tablet that I got at one of the health food stores. Um, yes. And I was just wondering if there, what you think about that, but then also what, if anything else I could be doing to help out. I've read about, you know, his diet, of course, and the sugars and um, getting out for exercise and fresh air, et cetera yes but like a uh, supplement wise is there anything else um that i can do for him
1: um so um the theanine it's uh, a wonderful chemical it's an extract of green tea um it helps to balance out um um the the uh, stimulants basically uh natural ones like adrenaline it'll calm the system down if there's too much adrenaline um and it counteracts caffeine too to some extent so it's a nice thing to use Exercise is critical, um, and diet is also critical. So one of the first things that you really need to do is make sure there are no artificial sweeteners, colors, or flavors in the diet. Is that already accomplished?
4: Uh, no, but I will definitely look for that.
1: No, yeah, I mean, Skittles kill it. brains. Okay. They are just deadly poisons. Um, and and for some reason, the Financial Drug Administration allows us to be poisoned with these beautiful toxic chemicals I guess it really helps um, the the chemotherapy manufacturers and the the cardiac stent makers um, to keep us on these poisons. Um, You know, it's all about finance, right? Um, Mm -hmm. So another thing to do is uh, really you got to look at um, um, the rest of the diet. Is he doing um, um, stimulant drinks like Monsters and stuff like that?
4: No, I don't allow him to drink that, but he does drink caffeinated beverages like um, he'll have soda sometimes.
1: So sometimes, like once a week or something? Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, and then exercise, obviously really important. 30 minutes a day changes your mood. Uh, it's really tough going through um, the, the uh, onset of puberty, as we all know. And um, mm-hmm. one thing that helps us metabolize um, um, hormones better is, is phytochemicals. And so if we um, add some flax seed, ground flax seed to the diet, um, even baking with some flax into the meal, that can actually help to bring some things called lignans into the diet, which also modify the way we, we metabolize these hormones. Uh, broccoli, very important. If, if broccoli isn't uh, uh, something uh, the child will eat, then I would suggest a broccoli extract in a pill called sulforaphane. Um, it really helps with detoxification of these substances, fiber, 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 though helps us eliminate, um, hormones that have been metabolized and he's making a lot of hormones. So his body needs to eliminate and making sure the elimination happens several times a day is important too. So lots more vegetables help to do that. Um, and then fish oil. Fish oil is really key. If he's not eating um, oily fish on a regular basis, then um, a couple of grams of fish oil a day helps the body metabolize better. It helps reduce inflammation, um, and a good broad-based multivitamin, is, especially in teenage diets, which don't always include lots of good vegetables and variety, um, a good multivitamin that has activated B vitamins. So, uh, you I've heard me talk about it before. The methyl B12, the methyl folic acid, the pyridoxal 5-phosphate. These are really important because they're at the point where they can actually help with hormone metabolism. And then you need the whole uh, gamut of the trace minerals like magnesium and uh, vanadium and, and uh, uh, chromium to help all of these processes going. magnesium is critical for 400 different enzyme processes. And so, um, all these things are very important. Magnesium, um, um, you can get in greens, you get more calcium from greens. So the more leafy greens that are eaten is even better. So I think all those things can be very useful for helping metabolize the teenage hormone problem. Oh, okay, oh yeah. and I almost uh-huh. forgot. Um, uh, all those horrible, um, uh, teen fragrances like Axe—they cause oh, hormone yeah. disruption. So please get rid of that stuff.
4: No Axe. Okay, he actually just asked me about something like that, and I was like, okay, well, I guess you're old enough. Maybe we'll go get something for you. But now that maybe you, you, you could that, mix I up something,
1: <laughs> maybe mix up something with some essential oils. It's, um yeah. it's, so it's, I'm it's, big
4: on essential oils, so that would be a, an alternative for sure.
1: Yeah, because then he can get, like, a little sandalwood fragrance, and it actually is a very masculine fragrance. Um, I use sandalwood mixed with rose, actually, um, and the, the combo is really very pleasant.
4: Okay, well, I've been taking notes as you've been talking, so I really appreciate all of your suggestions.
1: You're very welcome.
4: Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
2: Okay, and I've got Victoria waiting for us. Good morning, Victoria. Good morning. Good day.
6: So uh, I am very allergic to a lot of things, and I'm currently with an allergist. Uh, this is a two-pronged question. The first part is what you mentioned about the heavy metals and nut milks or plant-based milk. I wondered if they're organic. Does that make them any better? And if oat or cashew is better than almond, et cetera. And also organic uh, protein powder. Is that something I should stay away from? And should I try to get off all the stuff the allergist has me on, which I can't stand? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, okay. Um, first thing, first rule of thumb with allergy: we are seeing more allergy because we are polluting more. Particulates are getting worse all around. Fortunately, right now here on the west coast of Florida, our air quality is pretty good. We don't have a lot of particulate. Um, Fortunately, we don't live in uh, New Delhi or um, um, even, you know, New Delhi is actually, and and Indian cities are right now the worst. China was horrible 15, 20 years ago. They've cleaned it up. They're about half as bad as India used to be with 900 some particulates per cubic meter. This this puts people in the hospital. Um, So, Particulates are bad uh, and they will cause more asthma and allergy, but we also have an issue with with um, something that is really interesting, um, terpenes. Terpenes are, uh, and I just mentioned essential oils, you have to be very careful if you have allergy because essential oils have terpenes and terpenes can lower the allergy threshold. So if you are using essential oils, you should cut back on them because the terpenes will probably make it more uncomfortable for you. Natural things that you can do to help with allergies. One, a daily neti pot to clean out your head, a uh, nasal spray like Reboost or Clear Life, which are homeopathic sprays that don't have the chemicals in. You can actually take some supplements that include stinging nettle leaf, it's a wonderful natural antihistamine. Quercetin. We talked about that during the COVID pandemic. Quercetin is the red and red onions and the red and the red apple skin. That phytochemical helps to stabilize mast cells, which put out histamine. So that's another good thing. Um, vitamin C also helps to stabilize. And so these things can help you reduce the reactivity. But in the meantime, also look for ways to reduce your toxicity. So again, look for a very clean diet do filtered water and um, eliminate these sources. As far as nut milks and uh, uh, um, grain milks, um, you you make it yourself, you're gonna be the safest, but there are some companies out there and I'm blanking on the name of the one um, that I just saw the label. In fact, my uh, functional nutrition health coach and I would just referred one of our clients to the same milk. I'm blanking on it. But anyway, if you read the labels on your nut milks, you can see that this specific one has nuts and water. It doesn't have all that xanthan gum and carrageenan and and stabilizing calcium phosphates and all this other crap that they put in there. This is just nuts. Like the the one I just looked at was cashews and water. I mean, you can't get cleaner than that. Um, It may not say organic on it, but it's still pretty darn clean. So terpenes in uh,
6: cannabis
1: tarpees and cannabis. Cannabis, actually, there's one study uh, I was reading. For, oh, shoot! It was like 20 years ago, um, and it wasn't even really a full study. It was a clinical case report. A guy, an allergist, had like 20 patients that had worse allergies, and they were and they were smoking. They were using cannabis. So, smoking cannabis might actually induce more allergy. And the um, uh, possibly one of the reasons you get the red eyes is is related to that very reaction. Hmm.
6: Interesting yes well, I I appreciate, appreciate the answers very much
1: You're oh, so welcome. I have
6: one more question I What's that spinach is a histamine. I eat a lot of spinach. I eat pretty spinach diet, can
1: actually release so some histamine yeah so look at that look at look at a low histamine diet just to reduce your burden and then if you have a gut reaction to some of this stuff um diamine oxidase is available as a pill it's called uh histase histdao a bunch of different brands out there but it all comes from one company Umbrellix company from germany they make all the diamine oxidase and capsules and everybody brands it under their own brand so it's a uh, porcine pig enzyme um and it really does seem to help with these food reactions
6: okay and that's that's more for the stomach than the-
1: yeah if you have food reactions with those those histamine yeah, foods I but know. if you're having mainly nasal it doesn't that's do a good. lot there
2: <laughs> yeah okay great thank you so much so welcome all right okay i've got mark from hudson on the line here good morning mark
1: hey how
7: are you doing doctor
1: Wonderful. How are you today?
7: I'm wonderful, sir. So about uh, four or five years ago, I got on the keto diet because my mother passed at a young age, at 62, with FTD. And I understand that that was kind of a sugar-related thing that might have happened. And uh, a year or so ago, I got tinnitus. And so I've kind of rededicated myself to the keto diet here in the past few weeks because a Dr. Baz said that you can cure tinnitus with a ketone diet. Is that something that you've heard of?
1: Frankly, I've never heard of that, but let's go back a little bit. FTD, frontotemporal dementia is what you're talking about, correct?
7: That's correct.
1: Okay, so for people uh, to be aware, frontotemporal dementia is just another one of the dementias. It acts like Alzheimer's disease, and um, it is a neurodegenerative chronic illness that comes from inflammation. And so we have connected deteriorated brain diseases to excess sugar and dementia, is sometimes in the functional medicine circuit called diabetes type 3. And so keto diet could be highly beneficial there. I think, though, um, it would be wise to do a little bit more exploration, and uh, one of my favorite books and authors on the subject is Dale Bredesen and his book, um, uh, End of Alzheimer's, Reversing Cognitive Decline. And there's a lot of information in there that gives you some more um, uh, targets that you can uh, both assess with testing and just a address with lifestyle changes and keto diet is one of the first platforms for lifestyle nutrition change in anybody with dementia or cognitive decline or neurodegenerative illness of any kind parkinson's als i would say go keto to take the strain off the brain
7: right and i'm 60 now my mom passed at 62 and uh i did have some stresses i lost some friends But I am a captain, and uh, I'm around some loud noises. And about a year ago or so, I kind of noticed that my tinnitus was getting stronger. And uh, I've also heard that that's linked to some brain problems.
1: Yes, you're so right, because tinnitus is evidence that you're having some um, issue with the acoustic nerve, and the acoustic nerve is in your brain. And so for me, tinnitus represents toxicity, So it can be um, stress toxicity, it can be chemical toxicity, it can be um, 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 infectious. Uh, So there's all kinds of different ways this could happen. So you know, when you start to have um, neurodegenerative symptoms and you have a family history of significant neurodegenerative illness, it's time to go see a functional medicine doctor because you're not going to get an evaluation of any value by going to a neurologist. They're going to say, oh, well, you don't have that now. See you later. Come back when something develops. I'd rather it not right. develop, so I won't be back. <laughs> right. So, um, you need to do some intervention. I'd say find a functional medicine doctor and get a deep dive and figure out what's going on with you.
7: Correct. Okay, that sounds great, doctor. I sure do appreciate it.
1: You're so Thanks, welcome. Sir. Have a great day. And you, and good luck on your journey to health. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you there, Mark.
2: And I'm hoping I'm pronouncing um, this caller's name partic- properly. Math- Mathurin from Brandon. Good morning, Mathurin.
7: Hello.
1: Hi there.
7: Hey, uh, high pressure in the eyes. Any suggestion?
1: So are you diagnosed with glaucoma? Nope. So what does high pressure in the eyes mean to you?
7: I don't know. They said it was by, uh, the pressure in both eyes were
1: 22. Okay, so that's glaucoma. So the doctor didn't tell you you have high glaucoma based on your high pressure readings?
7: No,
3: sir.
1: All right. So you may be in that window. He's maybe thinking you're between high pressure and developing actual full-blown glaucoma. Um, so um, honestly, I don't know of any specific alternative inventions for high pressure in the eyes, except for cannabis. Yeah. You can actually get a cannabis card in Florida because you have high pressure in the eyes. And it actually has been shown to reduce pressure. I can't remember the percent, but you may actually put yourself back down into the safe range and not get um, optic nerve damage. However, you have to remember the glaucoma is probably coming as yours is with a a low, uh, you know, a slight increase in the pressure It happens because of inflammation in the filtration system of your eyes. And that's basically a a skin surface. So you need to do things that will keep skin surfaces healthy. Vitamin A in all kinds of forms. So eating leafy greens like spinach and kale. There's lots of vitamin A in that. Um, Taking some extra vitamin A is a good idea. And uh, getting a full gamut of fat-soluble antioxidants, e D and K will also help because the vascular system is very, very important to eye filtration. And so we want to have your vascular system healthy. We want to have um, um, your your nervous system healthy. And you want to have the skin system healthy. And s- skin and nervous system are connected. Uh, another thing that can help there is zinc. Um, and a, also always a wide range of B vitamins to help process. Um, another thing to do is to make sure you have fish oil on board to help reduce inflammation and reduce your amount of toxic intake. So things that might junk up the system, gluten grains, especially in America, is all gluten is sprayed with Roundup. Oh, and by the way, the, the lady that called with um, about Fiber One. Fiber One, it's a, it's not organic. So it's made with wheat bran and concentrated wheat starch. It's full of glyphosate, glyphosate, Roundup. It's poison. It causes brain damage. And so um, these kind of things need to get out of the system, and you might actually see an improvement overall in the eyes. I've not necessarily seen CBD do it, but you might try some CBD and see what happens there too.
6: Okay, because he did give me some eye drops, and I don't know if that's
7: that's helping or not.
1: Well, you don't know until you get your pressure checked again. You can't tell that your eye pressure is up. Only he can by doing that test.
7: So that high pressure is linked to glaucoma, huh?
1: Yes, that's by definition what causes it.
3: So what about a laser treatment?
1: Well, yeah, you can poke holes in your eye if you want to. Oh, God. I mean, that's really what the laser is about. You, you poke holes in the filtration system. I'd rather not junk it up with the nasty proteins that come from eating too much wheat and, all, uh, and, and things like that, and inflammatory proteins that can cause it too. I try to avoid that stuff. Okay. I, don't like, I don't like surgery personally. I've, I've had um, a disc herniation with a, with a paralyzed right leg. I've had two rotator cuffs um, uh, and, and all healed without any kind of surgery. I won't let him touch that part of my body. It's not going to happen.
3: Okay, doctor. <laughs> well, thank you. You're so welcome. Have a great day.
2: Okie dokie. I've got um, Wendy from Bradenton on the line. Good morning, Wendy.
4: Good morning. Hi. Hi. I have a question for you. I have been told, um, well, first of all, I am working on balancing my hormones, fighting inflammation, and um, detoxing a parasite.
1: And How old are you? I
4: told, yeah. I, I
1: what, what's your age?
4: That. What's that? What's your age? I'm 48. Okay. Okay, so with all this, i've been told that my liver and my lymphatic system is sluggish, so i okay
1: and who told you that how did they determine this
4: um i I saw a function medical medicine doctor okay um and so he told me that i have to detox, but my detox system my lymphatic system is very so I was just looking on advice on any kind of supplement or anything I can do to help me detoxify or flush the lymphatic system
1: so um are you walking every day
4: yes yeah.
1: great do you do any yoga
4: just came back from
1: so um those two things are some of the best ways you can actually move your lymphatic system along yoga massages all of your lymph glands and your um, lymph vessels. And so um, how often do you do yoga? Um, Maybe
4: twice
1: a week. That's good. That's good. And you're walking every day? Uh,
4: Maybe not every day, but four to five days a week.
1: Good. Those are great methods. Um, Rebounding is another way. It shakes things up and keeps things going. Um, Making it more vigorous, doing a run do a little bit of hiit that'll even move more lymphatic uh, uh and so uh those are some very basic easy things to do you're already doing them enzymes are another way to clean up proteolytic enzymes I use one called proteozyme and uh, wobe enzyme is another brand um I don't like wobe enzyme the original because it's coated in some kind of weird orange coating it's like I'm not sure what that color is on there. But um, uh, they do have a, a new one that's actually in a capsule. Um, and so these are proteozyme. Protease um, actually chew up Uh, protein gunk that gets stuck in your lymphatics, like the antibody, leftover antibodies, cellular debris. So doing like uh, a couple of enzyme capsules between meals on an empty stomach, not to digest your food, but to get absorbed and help clean out your system seems to be anti-inflammatory. And that may help too. Another good thing is a homeopathic drainage remedy. I use one called Drainer or Drainage. Um, one comes from Newton, uh, uh, homeopathics and the other one comes from Zymogen, but they're basically a, a homeopathy that tells your body's organs of detox just to let go of stuff.
4: Okay. That's
1: yeah. So those are some things you can do for your lymphatics. All right. Thanks. And, I
4: really
0: and
1: uh, another mention though, is you said liver, um, you need milk thistle and acetylcysteine and alpha lipoic acid to help clean out that liver. Okay. All right.
4: All right, thank you. Have a great day. You too,
2: bye. All right, oh, Ernie. We're just under nine minutes right now, and I've got Susan and Ernie on the line, so let's go to Susan. Oh, let's go to Ernie. Hey, Ernie. Hello?
3: Hi, Ernie. Hey, how you doing? Um Excellent. My wife and I have been using the uh, Berkey filter for, I think, the past, like, four years. Wonderful. With the... Um, Uh, fluoride filter uh, as well attached to it. Okay. And um, I don't know if you heard anything about the lawsuit um, where there's been some studies out that that filter could be potentially leaching aluminum. And so I'm wondering about getting a reverse osmosis system for my house, uh, in particular one that remineralizes. So I'm just, my question is, what do you think is the best um, home water system to Get all the stuff out that we don't need but keep the minerals and stuff that we're looking for
1: um so i have um um personally uh um installed um something called um atla it used to be called um aqua live um it is a two-part carbon filter the first one is five micron then it's followed by a resin filter that takes out um, fluoride and PFAS, uh, those forever chemicals. And then yep. it has a second half micron filter. And then after that is um, a uh, uh, a magnetic um, uh, vortex with magnesium and other mineral rocks in it. So it gets remineralized. It's going through a magnetic vortex at the end. So water gets magnetically structured and remineralized after it gets super filtered. And I don't believe in reverse osmosis unless we're actually using it for desalination because we can't drink seawater, but we can drink tap water. We just don't want to because it's polluted. So we don't want to actually use reverse osmosis on treated tap water because we're throwing away a gallon or maybe some of the better newer systems, the half gallon we throw away for every gallon we get to drink. I think it's water wasting. I don't like it. Same thing for distilling. You do lose water when you when you steam it. And so I just I don't think either of those methods is good. I think a good water water filter with multiple stages and with petrochem and, and and uh uh toxic metal removal as part of it is really important.
3: Okay, yeah. You said Atla was the brand that you used? Yes. All right, cause yeah, that's what I'm looking for. I'm, I'm just looking to get. I want all the, the stuff I don't need and just the good stuff. The, so yeah,
1: up, I right? love the flavor of the water. It's, it, it's crisp, like mineral water. It's not that flat stuff that comes out of the reverse osmosis. And even if you know you can remineralize, but I just don't agree with throwing away water.
3: Yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel. And um, because I live here in Florida, I mean, we get pretty good amount of water. But
1: I just no, we're actually drying it. it. We're we're actually allowing unrestricted development by um uh, greedy developers and our counties are allowing this to happen and our water table is getting sucked dry we can't throw away water dude
3: yeah i know listen to the next show sustainable
1: living it's not sustainable to use reverse osmosis
3: period all right love it i'm out i'm not getting it all right man have a great day all right thank you appreciate it welcome
2: all right now we'll go to susan good morning there susan
4: Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Love you. So good show. to
1: talk to you. How are you?
4: Um, great. I'm great. So anyway, um, you had opened the show by talking about ovarian cancer. Yes, um, ma'am. My mom's uh, twin sister had died from that. So I want to know if there is any of, of testing for ovarian cancer in our medical system today um that I can
1: look into. Well, um you know, one of my favorite comedians was um Rhoda. I'm blanking on her last name. Um yeah. uh Gene Jean, um Gene's wife. He went on he went on the um uh uh, uh bandwagon for getting the ovarian uh, cancer uh, uh test uh years ago. Years ago. And and honestly, um the problem with doing the that uh CA 125 test is what it's called. Um it it really is uh, highly fraught with problems. It actually um causes um a a a lot of, of false positives and it doesn't always detect which ones are actually going to be um um real. It, it's it's really, it's really bad. so here's here's the thing. There's a test. and I had the um, uh, medical director of the company on the show, and you can hear the show sometime back in uh, December, I believe it was. Um, and it's gallery G-A-L-L-E-R-I. This is a really unique new way to screen for cancers. It looks for 50 different types of cancers, and it will tell you yes or no with like 97% specificity and sensitivity that you do or do not have ovarian cancer. So is that
4: something I get? Do I go to a functional medicine? doctor
0: or do you I... can
1: you can go to and you can actually go to the um website gallery galler com and actually get information on it and then find someone to get it for you i think you could probably get the kit and go to um any lab test now to get it uh because they'll do any test for you your doctor could order it for you too and okay. I, I order it for my patients regularly because it's a really amazing test cost i can't tell you right. but it costs enough that it's cheap enough that it looks for 50 cancers, and you'll know yes, no, whether or not you have it.
4: So, is that? Do you think that that would be available through the regular? Um, let's say I have a primary caregiver. Would he be able to do that, or do I have to go to a functional a- medicine?
1: Any any doctor can order this test, and I think you can probably order a kit and take it to any lab test now and get it done yourself. You don't need to have a Uh, primary, order it, and it doesn't go through insurance. There is no insurance coverage for it.
4: Okay, great. May I ask you another question about sciatic nerve? Sure. Okay, it's been bothering Oh, actually,
1: no, no, I'm sorry. We don't have time. I just realized we're at 10.59. We're done. Have a lovely week. And uh, sorry I didn't get to anybody else. There's a lot of emails that came in, but this has been a lovely day, and uh, glad to have talked with all of you. Thank you, Bill, and thank you, Irene. Yes, and thank you too, Doc. And I'd like to just say, um, do you have any
2: clues for next week?
1: Well, we're going to continue on this AMA role because I'm having fun and so are you. And I don't plan on changing it back to anything else until something happens. And so let's just keep doing AMA. It's too much fun.
2: All right, and I'll give you another 10 seconds to plug your Zoom idea.
1: All right, folks. So, yeah, I did get one uh, um, mention, uh, Victoria, Um said whatever time, but she likes morning. So, um, yes, uh, we're going to do a, uh, uh, in about a month, we're going to talk about functional medicine. Talk to you soon. Okie
2: dokie. And I'd like to uh, thank Irene, myself, and thank all of the folks that called on in and participated and made this show so special. Until next week, take care, stay healthy. You have been listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. Coming on up is five minutes of NPR news, and then get ready for the Sustainable Living Show, hosted by the Cracker Jack team of Kenny Coogan and Annie Ellis. So until next Monday at 10 a.m., thank you for supporting and listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa, your community-conscious radio station. Stay safe, stay thoughtful, and know that you are loved.